fungus. Feed, feed the fungus. Feed the fungus. Feed the fungus. Good evening. It is 7.48, May 3rd, and this is the Stream of Random Podcast. This is episode... Two hundred and forty-one, and we are rapidly approaching two hundred fifty-six episodes. Three hundred fifty-six. Wow, it's not. No, it's two hundred. Wait a second, we're on three hundred forty-six, not two hundred forty. What's wrong with me? Two hundred forty-nine, two hundred thirty-eight. Oh my God, I've been numbering them wrong. 326. Okay, I've been off in the last couple episodes, and I've been off in general for the past couple of days. I have been off, and I've noticed that I've been off, been making mistakes, messing things up, and getting things backwards. Generally, I've been off. How you been doing? First of all, I want to apologize to my dad, who was very, very upset that I slighted him for being a carbon, a carbon polluter with his lawnmower. And I have to say, I'm very proud of what he's doing with his um, lawnmower. He's grinding up tons and tons of leaves and boxes and creating a very rich soil uh, to grow things in. And um, his garden is amazing. It's going to be great this year. And I'm very proud of him and how he's really pioneering the recycling. And he always inspired me to recycle and to conserve and save the planet. So when I said that he's producing more carbon with his lawnmower, of course I didn't calculate the net carbon savings and all that. Now we had a discussion if I need to go on these walks and if they're safe or not safe. So let's go into that real quick. Um, I have read that um, Twenty minutes a day in nature will protect you and your mind from all forms of being unhappy. And I love to walk, and I've always been a big walker. 
and just walking on a treadmill is not enough. Because every place I walk gives me something else to see. And it jogs my mind. And I'll explain it like this. If you have the number pi, <clears throat> and you wrap something around, like we discussed before, if you add one, and you keep on adding the one to the sine function, it doesn't actually completely uh, wrap over and become a full circle because pi is a transcendental number and the more digits you go down pi <coughs> it never repeats and the same thing with my walking the world is my storage and when I walk I remember the place where I said something and it's fused together and it gives me a storage place to associate my thoughts with a three-dimensional structure so I say I need this and it's not the same as just walking on a treadmill plus the whole idea of moving and seeing different things animals industrial towers trains, tires, railroad ties, so I really enjoy the input and I enjoy the fresh air. Now of course there's a certain danger in leaving your house and you know the joke about the guy who found out that the bathroom is the most dangerous place in your house. Well, he moved out. So, I'm not walking on the street. Most of my routes are only on sidewalks. I only cross at certain places, and I'm very careful about crossing. And also, I have my safety vest. I have a bright yellow shirt on. And most of the time, I'm walking when there's nobody out. There's no hoodlums walking around at five in the morning normally. They're all sleeping. So, okay. So, what's next? And also, um, you 
yeah, anyway. So I think I've talked about that enough. So I love you, Dad, and I don't want to give you any disrespect or grief. As my only listener, if I lost you, then no one would listen to this show. But I do see that we have one listener who keeps on coming back. And um, we lost about half of our listeners since we went to the math topic. But I think that we're more original now. And originality has its price. Now today, I started looking into the binomial function. Binomial distribution. And, um... Also, I looked deeper into the powers of the factorials and one divided by a factorial and the sum of a sequence of one plus. So Euler did amazing research into these infinite sequences and uh, one over, let me just fix this phone. Just put it in my pocket, I guess. It's just bouncing around in my other pocket. So Euler did some amazing research into all types of sequences where you have one over a number, reciprocals, and you add them together. And he showed that one over the primes so 1 over 2 plus 1 over 3 plus 1 over 5 plus 1 over 7 all the way to all the primes actually goes to infinity and it does it very slowly like logarithm it's basically the logarithm function and I did more research into the letter E and how it all fits together, how it's its own derivative, and it came from the um, studies into interest. And if you took continual interest at every point in time, you would basically get the E. And um, and then we talked about pluses and minuses. Well, the binomial function is um, when you add two numbers together, a plus b raised to the power n. And um, the Pascal triangle shows you the coefficients, which are the number, the constant numbers are multiplied by the, um, the powers and the powers are very simple that if you have a plus b raised to a power let's say 5 then you have from left to right a to the fifth right plus 
the coefficient, so the, the outside is always 1. So it's 1 times a to the fifth um, multiplied by b to the zeroth, which is 1. And then it has a coefficient of 1, and then it continues to continues with um, a to the fourth and then the, the coefficient, some coefficient multiplied by a to the fourth plus uh, b to the first and then the next one is a the next coefficient with a to the Third plus b to the second, and basically the powers, it sweeps through all the powers from left to right, but the actual coefficients are the Pascalian triangle, which are basically all the combinations so it's quite interesting how that all fits together So today's walk, I'm not going to cross any roads. That's going to be my um, my goal. So I'm going to see how far I can walk without crossing any roads and without trespassing. So I could do one big block. I could also here go under the train tracks and then continue out. So walking on a sidewalk is possible. I guess I could cross over the train bridge and then down the other side. That would also count, but that would actually be more dangerous than crossing the road. The train bridge is not particularly safe. Actually, I'm going to go this way. So I'm going to do this as a little mathematical experiment here. Let me tell you. And the problem is, is that it's the end of the line from the Philly train. So, whenever weird people want to meet from Philly, I guess they come here.
so maybe I should avoid this train station in general. Anyway, I'm gonna cross this road up here. I think it's safe to cross one or two roads. So, so I was trying to think about, um, the nature of one over N, where N goes to infinity, and how you could maybe split things up. So, let's just say we take um, the powers of prime numbers, like 1 over 2, and then 4, right, and 8. Each of those would be a bit that's being set. Um, would be the bit for one half, the bit for one fourth, the bit for one sixteenth, and so forth, right? And um, I think I read if you add all of those together, it approaches the value 2 over infinity. Now it's starting to rain. So One plus one over two is one point five, and then you add in a quarter, right? It's one seventy five, and then you can add in an eighth, and you keep on filling it in, and you get slices that are ever smaller, but eventually it'll reach the number two and stop. But that's just one slice. That's just one power, right? Now if we take 1 over the power, 1 over, 1 divided by 3, and we add up all of those, you'll get 1 third, well 1 plus 1 third, right? And then you'll add in 1 sixth, or 1 ninth, 1 twenty-seventh, and um, those slices will get smaller and smaller, but I'm assuming that you'll also then get to the number three then. So if that's true, 
and all the powers will add up all the uh, powers of primes will add up to the primes themselves and then all of the primes added together will go to infinity I'm not sure if that's a good proof or not. And, uh, you know, my, my math is not good enough to, uh, to know whether or not this is true. But it's just something to think about. I mean, we could also talk about some political crap. So let's talk about some political crap. Um, I think that the entire selection of people for a certain trait, let's say perfect memory, um, perfect understanding of uh, math, is going to be less important with computers that can help people so that if I can use a computer as my assistant and write programs to help me prove or disprove or explore this whole territory that even if I can't um, reach the same amazing results like the great mathematicians but I can still play the game now that I have help from technology. So this morning, instead of going for a walk, I sat down and I was playing with the... I was playing with the... Um, the animation. I got the... Um, I've been making progress with getting the uh, automatic camera focus working. And I rendered some slides. It's still not perfect. Some frames are not good. Still need to work on that. But I think I need to register my own domain or project for this that's not associated with me in any way so that um, I can share it with people from work. I don't necessarily want to tell people in work about what I'm working on, my podcast or anything. But um, there's definitely a certain amount of discrimination or elitism going on in the world of computers and math. And um, if you don't have perfect skills in some things, you're seen as being deficient. 
even if you can compensate with others. So, <clears throat> that's the political side of things. And even if we use computer-aided learning to do some things, I still think it's valid. Yeah. And to be an educator, you have to inspire. And that's what I find is amazing on these YouTube channels. And even if I want to avoid YouTube, I still find amazing stuff there for certain topics. So, just thinking about work here. There's a light drizzle. And it's slowly getting dark. This insurance agency has very nice grass, a wonderful lawn. I see people walking here, locals, and they spend a lot of money here on this grass <clears throat> and the mulch and the landscaping. It's incredible. I guess there's also people waiting for other people to get off the train, which is also what I saw, like picking people up from a train that's late. station. I smell some kind of sewage. There shouldn't be any sewage in this stream. Pump is pumping over overload right now. I guess because of the rain.
So, I don't know how to formulate this yet. I am lacking in some words, some terms. So not knowing the right words, not having the vocab. It's hard to express everything. And to connect this all with the theory of law and uh, power, as we've discussed. So basically, the theory, the idea, my gut feeling that I'll just express is that there is a power in words and a power in terminology and that power is also in theories what theories are allowed to be funded by whatever regime news um, the definition of what is true or not true We're seeing more and more of that. In this whole time. And um, also, there is the conspiracy world. The fringe. Now, in math, they, they want proofs. And to prove something is to show that it is true. Now, Gödel showed that any formal system, there will be truths that cannot be proven in a formal system. And that's his incompleteness theory. He said, this theorem cannot be proved in this formal system. And that just shows you, as we have seen, that there is a whole class of things that cannot be proven in a certain formal system. Yeah, I could have completely skipped crossing that road because I'm just looping back anyway. So, I could have skipped it. And I guess I could just do this loop twice, this big loop with no cars and no, <clears throat> no cars and no road crossings. Just do the whole thing two times. 
for bonus points. It's not as interesting as exploring. Now it's starting to rain heavier, not just drizzling, but drops. So I guess I'm going to go home. So <clears throat> we can generate proofs, automatic proofs, in some logical system. I'd like to start looking at proofs related to the things that I've been studying and see if we can understand them. I think I'm almost ready for that. But also, I like my visualizations. And the visualization that I have in my head now is the um, factorization <clears throat> as an expanding sphere. question of the growth into the realm of Z or the powers versus the growth into the realm of X which is the next prime number and um, the growth into the realm of Y which we said was the logarithm of the number. And when I uh, ran log on x, y, and z, it actually gave me a triangle, a compact triangle. And I was thinking that this transformation that I've done maps the numbers onto a triangle. <clears throat> and that could be maybe seen as some kind of proof of some kind. And eventually 
converted into eventually converted into um, some geometric form. So I think the next thing we might want to go back and revisit some of these older things we've worked on. Now, what if we were to take <clears throat> all the multiples of two and put them in the column emanating from the power of two somehow so that the exposition would indicate if the lowest power that a number has and um, I'm also wondering if we can do this three-dimensional projection quickly Maybe we can just eliminate the, the third dimension of Z and just do XY, where Y is log and X is the minimum power. So all the powers of 2 and multiples of 2 would be in the column 2. And all the powers of three anything that's not divisible by two and divisible by three and onwards would be the column three. And what would that look like? As a bitmap. Well, it's really raining now. And then also to continue that along over time. So that's one. That's one. And then the other visualization I thought of was the using that three dimensional tree and showing the powers prime factorization of the of the factor factorials 
n factorial. Just keep on doing n factorial. And just visualize that step by step as some kind of sphere that encompasses all the, um, the factorials. And I guess we'd leave out the y. We would include the y or not, but I think that the y would be just too incredibly huge. I guess we could do the logarithm of a logarithm. Anyway, we might just do pixels or dots. And I guess we could do s tiny cubes or triangles. I think a cube might be one of the most basic st structures we can do. But I'm, I do like those bitmap diagrams because they are so fast to do. And we still haven't gone into the realm of assembly or C++ to do this even faster or looked at any speed optimizations. For these algorithms. Well, I'm thinking about all types of stuff now. All right, guys. Well, I'm getting wet. 
walking pretty fast. We have lots of different ideas to work on. I guess we have to pick important ones. And I'm trying to pick stuff that I don't have to sit on the computer for. I sit on the computer all day. I think I'm gonna play a game with my son, some Risk. Ever play Risk? It's an old game with cannons, and horses, and soldiers to try and take over the world. So we'll see if we can get him interested in that. Alright guys, then I'm going to let you go, and I uh, hope you have a great day, love you all, bye. Fungus, feed, feed the fungus, feed the fungus, feed the fungus, feed the fungus, feed the fungus.